Digital Jaguars Digital Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Welcome in Jags Drive Time Monday morning, a beautiful Monday as the Jaguars are on the practice field right now. This Drive Time is brought to you by Jet Home Loans. The team is on the field today and tomorrow as they get ready to face the Philadelphia Eagles in the second preseason game on Thursday. They're not on that field. No, not that field. And there's no lines yet, John. So they're not ready for Thursday quite yet. Looks good to me. Two more practices before the Eagles game. A lot of work to do after we watched that first preseason game last Thursday. Definitely a lot of work to do with the depth. Guys, what are your takeaways from this last game as we get into this week? Well, um, the, the depth is a concern, but I don't think it's as much of a concern overall in terms of the team as maybe some fans are making out. 30 players didn't play, Brian. Uh, when 30 players don't play and all your front line plays, I don't know how to gauge it. Uh, I have a hot take on that subject okay. coming up later okay. on. But uh, I'm not worried about the team overall. Uh, it has to stay healthy. And if it doesn't stay healthy, yeah. it's not going to be very good. I'm not worried about depth. I mean, there are some spots where you're not deep. But um, correct me if I'm wrong. Offensive line in the National Football League mm-hmm. is an area that lacks depth. Right. Every team deals with that. Now we get the news today that Cam Robinson, who we were all worried, oh, he's not going to be ready for the season. Now he's off pup. Okay, so do you have a depth problem there? I guess, no, guess not. Things as long as he's okay ready now. for the season. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, today's news doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be ready for the season. Yeah, but on Saturday it sounded mm-hmm. as if he wasn't going to be ready at all. And now today we find out he's coming off. I wonder why we had to do that, why we couldn't just wait and see how it comes out. Because mm-hmm. I know that on Saturday I was getting all kinds of messages. Well, so he's not going to be ready for the season. Well, now at least he's ready to practice. Yeah. If that's the case, then you have some measure of of depth mm-hmm. because a boy he seems like he's going to be a swing tackle juan taylor your right tackle doesn't have a serious knee injury he just has bruise mm-hmm. right so if you've got a third tackle like a boy who's showed he's able to play right well do you really have a depth issue i think the biggest thing you don't know about left tackle is how good's cam going to be mm-hmm. yeah. and that's the biggest question and that was a question last year right get him off pup is step a will he be the player as a rookie, he was good for a rookie, but he definitely needed to get better, yeah. and he really wasn't. At the beginning of last year, the book on him was that, hey, he still needs to get, so where is he going to be when he comes back? Now that becomes the Cam Robinson story. Well, and Doug Marone, former offensive line coach, mm-hmm. one-time offensive line coach, hires George Warhop, who was his offensive line coach when he came into the league, and a guy he knows well, and I'm told one of the reasons why is to develop Cam Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you get him on the field and you start to work. I, I wouldn't expect to see him play maybe a little bit against Miami if he indeed is ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'd be stunned if he plays. But you really oh, have no idea oh, what Miami. to expect. Okay, Miami, okay. Not against Philly, but you know, a week from now, right. do, you, do you get him a couple of snaps? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm not sure depth is really the problem. Now, okay, if you don't have Andrew Norwell playing, mm-hmm. right? Because Will Richardson is competing for a starting job. That's depth, mm-hmm. right? Because you've got a couple of guys who are out there working it. Because Cam can then slide over and play center. And I think you've got some of this. If you have injuries, you have no depth. But offensive line is not the place, in my estimation, to look for depth in the NFL. Because you're not likely to find it. You're not going to find it. No. But do you have depth on the defensive line? 
as much as most teams do. Sure. I think you have a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I've got a hot take on the secondary. I think you've got some depth yeah, there. Right for that. We are teasing hot depth. takes today. Right. And I think if you're healthy, you've got some depth at running back. I think, you know, Armstead is a guy who played well before he got injured the mm-hmm. other night. And I, th- I saw something of a power player in Devontae Mays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got a little bit of depth around here. And I, I think the wide receivers have a measure of depth. The key is just staying healthy. Then you have all the depth you need. Hey, when you, when you don't play your starters or many of their backups, you're not real good. No. What no one can expect that. I mean, it's just, Brian, if you play a game this year where Jalen Ramsey, Nick Foles, Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius, Miles Jack, A.J. Boy, and Leonard Fournette no. don't play. Or why are we having this conversation? Right. No. So, I mean, <laughs> no. that's it, it, it. But that's where the jumping off the bridge people, I think, missed. If those guys don't play, you're done. So let's see what happens when they do play. I, I, I had to call that. It was a terrible game to watch. It was a really terrible game to be engaged in, to try to make sense of. Mm-hmm. But I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I knew it was what the NFL has become, which is ease the players in in game one and ease the players out in game four and try to get work done in two preseason games. Right. We could talk about this ad nauseum, the future of the preseason. It's what it is. Right. You're not going to see many of your starters. If you're looking to judge the Jaguars and their 2019 season based on these four preseason games. Right. Good luck. Good luck. The result was no surprise. That's for sure. Oh, when you knew none of the starters were no, playing. Absolutely. Could they have looked a little better? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Not a lot. Yeah. By the way, the defense gave up five field goals. Mm-hmm. One touchdown was a pick six. It, it may be a little bit better on that side of the ball than people are giving it credit mm-hmm. for. Absolutely. All right, let's get right into big things. Big thing one is ouch. Injuries. Doug Marone spoke at 8.15 this morning, and there is an update to one of the guys that we were going to talk about being out for the preseason, and that is Cam Robinson. Obviously, injuries have been a big thing. Uh, we do have one change, um, you know, which we're excited about. Obviously, uh, Cam Robinson is going to be off of PUP. So... Um, He'll be out there on the practice field. He'll be going through walkthroughs and uh, individual. Confirmed Cam Robinson is on the practice field today, right now taking reps at laugh tackle. The first practice we've seen from him in over a year, guys. So interesting to see with that. Big thing, too, is O-line. We talk about the depth and the competition at O-line. One position to keep an eye on is that right tackle and right guard. It's a good battle because um, you're excited about the young kid, you know, uh, AJ has the ability to do it and obviously consistency, which, you know, he wants more of himself and we're all trying for. And the same with Brandon, who's battled injuries in his career, who's now pretty much healthy. And again, it's the same thing, just the consistency of going out there. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not a bad thing. And big thing three is depth. We just talked about it, guys. What people think is the lack of depth after the first preseason game, but the argument is you were playing against a Baltimore Ravens starting team. So the depth, we go back and forth. Is it an issue or not? I don't, I don't think depth is an issue for this football. I don't. I, I'm a little concerned about the depth of quarterback. Well, because okay. that, but it's kind of self-evident. But if you get I think behind, we always no, knew that. Right, but if you get behind Foles, if Foles goes down, I, you, I don't care who Chad Henney's your backup. You should, right. You know what I mean? There's right. going to be a drop-off. you got a yeah. bunch of rookies out there so, playing. So I think the offensive concerns the other night can be very much traced to young kid, first NFL start against a first-team defense. Um, 
let's see on Gardner Minshew. We've talked about Gardner Minshew. I think he's a little bit of a concern uh, for arm strength there. Yep. But um, let's see if what we saw that night. I'd like to see him, if, if he's going to be the guy through preseason, which might be the case. I'm, I'm not sure what the playing time is going to be. I'd like to see him maybe with a few players who are frontline guys. I don't think you'll see it. To give him a little bit more of a fair fight. Well, and he had a good practice yesterday, which mm-hmm. shows you. And it. And not just the way he was throwing the ball in drills, but the way he did in the red zone, mm-hmm. right? There was some two-minute stuff that he did very well. When he hit one down deep where he got the opportunity to hit one and he hit it. In the two-minute, yeah, yeah, with a minute 38 on the clock. So I wrote in Quick Thoughts right after the game, they have to have a plan for this guy because it's not as if these three bright football men, Tom Coughlin, Dick Caldwell, and Doug Marone, watched him on tape at Washington State and watched him through OTAs and mm-hmm. said, his arm's better than that. He'll be fine. Right. His arm is what his arm is. It's his instincts, his intelligence, you know, the savviness with which he plays the position that attracted them. And they have to have some sort of a plan if they're going into the regular season with him as their number two. Well, I'm sure you feel like if you put the starting offense around him, he'll be better, and a big time defense. Yeah, that he can guide you. That he can take advantage. He's not of those going situations. to win games with his arm. Absolutely. So going back to big thing one, Cam Robinson off PUP. Drastic change from Saturday when Doug Martin was worried he wasn't going to be able to for week one of the regular season. Definitely abrupt change, but it's definitely good news for the offensive line. It's good news. I, I wonder as we sift through it, because we just found out about this, what, uh, an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Is it a drastic change, or is it, okay, we were going to have him on Pup. All right, let's take him off Pup and just sort of see how he does. I don't think there's a feeling. I've never gotten the feeling that, that they think that he's going to miss the first seven games. Are you follow me? Pup is usually an injury reserve. or. or usually a place reserved. If you feel like he's not going to be ready through that, then you go ahead and keep him on pup. Week one, we'll see. It sounds like they certainly think Cam will be back by week two or three. They're certainly shooting for week one. I still wonder if this means they're going to be able to accelerate it through week one, but we'll see. I wonder if it's a major change or a minor change. Well, here's my thing, and I I think I hit it off the top of the show. Relax. The the regular season is a month away. Mm -hmm. And the dramatic change, your team feels that too, right? He said in his press conference he was frustrated on Saturday. Coach, don't let the frustration shine through in your press conference mm-hmm. because then your team doesn't quite know what to do with it. I'm confused this morning. My inbox is confused this morning. Here's the deal with Cam. Get him out on the practice field this week. Next week. See where he's at. Right. You, you've been, you don't, Leonard Wester is not going to be your left tackle. You hope not. You know, a way he's been getting time over there. I think that the emotion of the injury situation, because Mm -hmm. they were banged up last week. In our TV production meeting, Doug was going through his card. Some guys were playing. It's like, he's banged up, he's he's banged up. And it was like, wow, this team is banged up. But then some of them played. That's training. We're a month from the start of the regular season. If people are worried about depth, if they're worried about injuries, take a deep breath. This, This incident should be enough to show people things can change quickly right the knock on wood factor saturday saturday to monday is that only one guy has been lost for the season during training camp if if you keep those to a minimum and start getting them back around the week one of the regular season then you're staying afloat through injury by the way that one guy was a linebacker that no one was really anticipating playing a key role well he was lifted he was listed uh, first in the depth chart, so he was going to have a chance to play strong side. Yeah, but side. strong side back. But it wasn't going to be vital. Right. Anyway. 
All right, when we come back, those heavily teased burning grill hot takes next on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. I should have just penetrated. I, I, I'm smarter than that, but like, because I should have known that uh, I was going to get bumped off. Agile, mobile, hostile. Tate and Brian mic'd up against the Baltimore Ravens. You can check out all the mic'd up features on Jaguars.com. Many more coming during training camp. And that leads us into our Bernie Woodfire Grill hot takes. Brian, you ready? Sure. Throw it up there. Let's go with it. I'm going with the defensive backfield. Um, yesterday, I was watching some young guys. Uh, Trey Herndon, uh, Tay Hayes, uh, Quentin Meeks, who did not have a great day yesterday. But there are a lot of young guys. C.J. Rivas. There's all these undrafted rookie free agents and guys who were undrafted rookie free agents who are starting to show signs. If you watched Rivas in Baltimore, all of a sudden you feel pretty good about some depth at safety because he can play both strong and free. Yeah, they love him. Mm-hmm. Liked him for a long you time. You bet. And and Herndon's a guy who plays inside and outside. And I think that they have it's a position group where when you're going to have a 20 million dollar player, you're always going to need to be developing <laughs> young talent on the practice squad, right? At the bottom of your roster. I think it's an impressive group and that guy there Tay Hayes, he made a couple of big plays on um mm-hmm. On a Thursday night, of course, you know, they had him against a six-foot-four receiver who beat him on a couple of plays, too. Yeah. But he made plays yesterday on the practice field. He's showing signs. He's starting to come on. I really like this group. And to me, they're indicative of creating depth because you're going to have highly paid guys, right? You're going to have to have lesser paid guys playing in roles. And they've done a nice job with this group. And I think... um, I think there's a bunch of young, talented guys back there. Yeah, I think the two that stand out are Herndon and Revis. Mm-hmm. Meeks, you mentioned, I think he's had a tougher camp than he would have liked. And 
maybe doesn't have quite that step that uh, Trey Herndon did, does in terms of speed. Um, I think that's what's separating him right now. I think you're right. Chance next year, Herndon has a key role, depending on what happens with uh, Boye. Well, his cap number and 15 million next year. They so love Revis. So I think you're going to see Herndon and Revis, in some capacity, be in that group. You generally need seven back there that you really trust. Yep. I see them certainly being part of that seven. And you can't have, you know, they couldn't have gone out and grabbed Teron Matthew or Earl Thomas and paid the safety the big money. Right. right. So they draft. That's a position where you shouldn't have to. Oh, You're supposed I, to be able to find these guys. I agree, but you know that that, that free safety, middle of the field guy sure. in today's NFL has become a, a prominent player right. and a guy mm-hmm. who gets paid. You now have three guys you feel pretty good about playing safety. You got the two corners. You've got a nickel and Trey Herndon behind DJ Hayden. They've got lots of talent that mm-hmm. they can play with back there. Some of it's young, like Tay Hayes, right? Yeah. Like Quentin Meeks, Trey Herndon, who's showing signs. But there's lots of talent there. There's depth in the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. True. And you go back to a few weeks ago when we heard from A.J. Boy, and he said that room is pushing Jalen and I every day because we have so much talent behind us in mm-hmm. depth that even Jalen and I are taking steps forward because we see who's behind us. They've done a nice job amassing talent there and coaching it and getting it ready to contribute. Mm-hmm. All right, my Bernie Woodfire Grill hot take is the wide receiver room is sparse from solidified. And I mean the last wide receiver spot. Everyone's looking at Terrell Pryor or Keelan Cole, but I can't help but look at guys like Raphael Leonard or Tyree Brady. Some guys are making plays on the field every day. And it's making me think that last spot at wide receiver isn't stick and stone Tyree or Terrell Pryor or Keelan Cole because you see guys like this Tyree Brady and all the other guys. Raphael Leonard had a touchdown yesterday from Garner Minshew. It makes me question what they're going to do at that last spot because I don't think it's stick and stone, guys. I think Brady is the guy who could get into the mix out of that bunch. Um, I don't think Pryor's injury right now helps. If you're him, you'd rather be on the field. Uh, I feel like Keelan's going to make the team. Yeah, I do too. I feel like Marquise is probably going to start the season on Pup right now, so that's going to cause that to be sort of a trigger position, meaning a, a guy might make the roster at that spot who's not on the team all season once Marquise comes back. Sometimes that happens at the 53. You talk about 53 all summer, and then a guy's on pup, and it changes the dynamic there. But I think Tyree Brady out of that bunch is the guy that I'm watching. Well, I thought Pryor was really starting to come. You were starting to see him get more reps you know, higher up the rank with the twos. Um, and I, I still think if he can contribute anything on special teams, he's a guy who fills a role that you really don't have. That big physical receiver, especially with the tight end room as thin as it is, um, it seems to me like that's a spot for him. But I don't know what the injury is. I don't know how long it lingers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he does have a salary that will be guaranteed if he's on the roster on the first day of the new mm-hmm. league year. And they may not want to they may not want to tie themselves to that if they're not sure he's going to be able to stay healthy. That's a big factor for Pryor, yeah. by the way. Right. Huge factor because all of a sudden you're guaranteeing him if he's on the roster, and there's a and I would think there's a worry with a guy like Pryor. Some guys, if it, if you release him, uh, Ben Coyet comes to mind. Mm-hmm. They've released Ben and brought him back. Right. He's a guy who fits here. They understand he can help them, but he's also probably going to be available if, if you release him. Pryor, if you release him, probably goes somewhere else. So you've got a little bit. Of, that's a roster dilemma with your veteran guys who are well-known. There's enough n- name recognition there. Somebody would probably bring him in if you cut him. So Brady's going to have to carve a rule out. It's going to have to be mm-hmm. a distinctive rule, mm-hmm. kind of like Pryor has got right now. He's going to have to overachieve, I think, to be able to get that spot. But again, 
the injury situation has a month to play out, so we're going to find out. Yeah, two different roles prior in Brady because obviously of the body size. But if there's that big of a gap in salary, and are they really that different talent-wise? Well, it's $600,000 in salary, roughly. And they've got $9 million of cap room they can play with this year. And they're probably going to get – there'll be some money to roll over next year. They'll Mm -hmm. probably get Telvin Smith's money back next year. So you could afford it. It's not like they can't afford to do it. It's just – There's a trust factor with the veteran that'll play in Pryor's favor because you've seen him – there's a body of work that he's at least done. But if you're you're guaranteeing his salary for the start of opening day – you're telling him, we're expecting you to be here contributing week in and week out all season long, right. too. Right. Very true. All right, John, you're a Bernie Woodfire Grill. Hot take. Yeah, maybe we should change this to my Burning Woodfire take uh, confusion. I'm confused, Brian. I'm confused. Me, too. This morning, I'm um, confused. Well, <laughs> and when I watch this team and I get emails, uh, boy, after Thursday, let's jump off the bridge. They're awful. I look at this team, and there is an extreme possibility with this team. I'm calling it a window. I'm not sure what to call it. I wouldn't be surprised if they go 11-5, and five, and I'm not sure I'd be shocked if they go 5-11. and 11. And I don't feel that way. You know, There were teams in the Gus Bradley era that I thought if they could just get to 500, that'd be such an accomplishment. If they could get to 7. I could see this team being a playoff team um, because I love what we've seen at times in training camp from the offense, and yet there's a couple of – one or two key injuries, and I do think it, it could go off the rails. So I guess that's my hot take is don't jump off the bridge with this team. There's a lot that could go right, but the more and more I look at it, what happens in the first few weeks of the regular season, if they can stay afloat, I think they can go a long way. I think they can be really good, but I'm confused, Ron. You just don't know. Could go either way. I'm, my hot take is I'm probably as confused and go back and forth about this team as any team I've ever covered. I think they could be really good, and then I worry about them some other days. And it's day to day. One practice, you yeah. walk off the field, and you're like, they did great. And I'm not this sure I ever had team. that feeling before. You know, for 15, 20 years, I covered really good teams. Mm-hmm. And for a while, the Jaguars, I didn't. So I've never really had this feeling. I thought last year, boy, they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't doubt it. I just dropped my phone, Brian. Um, <laughs> Especially this during camp. This year, I go back and forth, and I just don't know. Yeah. I just do not know. I'm not sure that I can answer it for you. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't think No. I didn't, I you know, I just like to see this franchise over time become like the Ravens have been, like the Steelers right. are, consistent. Sure. You know you're going to get that consistent. And where does it come from? Generally the quarter. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't, I don't know what the Ravens are going to do now with Lamar Jackson, but you know, Roethlisberger's been there for a long time. Aaron Rodgers has been there for a long time. And if that's you probably get, why you have a good feeling right now. Absolutely. Yeah. If you get consistent quarterback play with Nick Foles this year, I think you're going to be in the hunt in November and December. And I will say this, and I'll ask you as well. He has looked much better in camp than I anticipated. Yes. And maybe it's because I haven't seen a guy like this in a while. Um, I expected just okay and thought maybe some of the Eagles stuff was just – flashing in, in good circumstance, I, I think he has looked better than I thought he would. If you can't tell this morning, I'm struggling with the highs and the lows, right? As the, is John. The lows on Saturday. I oh, know it's high today. Nick Foles has been this. Mm-hmm. I want him to be the defining personality of this team this year. You know, on defense, you get the highs and the lows with the emotional guys, you know, the Ngakwes and the Jalens. I, I want Nick Foles to be the personality He's consistent. Just give me the consistency, which with 
with which he has addressed the media, with which he has addressed his teammates. you got to take the highs and lows out of this thing. Fans are upset because they look bad, and now they're, you know, next week if they look good, it, it's too many. It's preseason. Relax. Let I think it play if out. more hit scene falls in practice, yep. they would feel better. You bet. Yeah. And, they, and they haven't had a chance because right. practice is just open for a short time this year. Mm-hmm. Let's just wait and see. Yeah. Even keel. Everyone I just think take it's so important. Breath. It just feels high and low from Saturday to Monday. And that, yeah. that does not give me 25 years of doing that. The one thing I know is if you're going up and down and up and down in the preseason, that's a problem. Yeah. You need to be consistent. Everyone needs to know what this is about. It's about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that around this organization today. Not I this morning, this. at least. No. <laughs> it's been a morning, and it's no. only maybe it'll change. 9.25. Yeah, maybe it'll change. All it right. needs to. When we come back, a new segment we like to call IDK, I Just Don't Know, on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time Monday morning presented to you by Jet Holmes. The Jaguars are on the practice field right now, training camp, preparing for the second preseason game on Thursday against the Eagles. And we talked about how we have a lot of confusion today, especially after Doug's press conference this morning. So we decided to make a new segment out of it called IDK. I don't know. I'm confused. Someone give me answers. Brian, let's start with you. Okay. IDK, the tight ends. Yeah, the tight ends room is a bit of a of a confusing mess right now. And, it, and most of that is because that guy right there, Josh Oliver, is rehabbing the hamstring injury. And we're waiting to find out where he's at. Uh, Jeff Swain did not practice on Saturday or uh, Sunday, and we'll find out where he's at. Those are the two guys. Uh, Carson Myers back. He was a tryout guy. Uh, they signed a guy from uh, from Tampa whose name I don't even really know. Um, they've, 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 they've got the room has had more turnover mm-hmm. right? they had the kid from UCF that got injured um, they've had a lot of guys in there and Ron Middleton is really having to work his tail off to figure it out now we talked in the offseason when they signed Nick Foles that tight end would be a position that would be featured in this offense John Filippo likes the tight end Nick Foles used the tight end so this is a room that 
if they get Josh Oliver and Jeff Swain back, it changes everything. But until those two guys are back, all of these guys, even Koyak and O'Shaughnessy, are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. None of them are frontline starters. No. Most of them are guys that you would have as your third. And yet you may be going into the season with a bunch of threes, Actually, trying to once. play one and two. <laughs> that room, they need those two guys back. Yeah. We'll see when they get there. Yeah, I don't know the extent of the Swaim injury. Hence the title. I don't know. Right. Doug did say in, in, <laughs> in his presser today they are trying to get Oliver back by week one. Sure. That's, their, that's their goal. Swaim is a little more concerning than Oliver to me just because rookies, I, I anticipated it, it taking a few weeks for Oliver to get into it anyway. Uh, Swaim being the veteran is the guy that they need to be consistent. And, and he, by the way, reliable. had a really good camp. Too. He did. Yeah, so um, you hope that that's not a thing that's going to linger. Yeah, and Doug Rowe mentioned this morning how excited he was when they got Josh Oliver and he was having such a great camp. He mentioned that that was the one that he really wanted back was mm -hmm. Josh Oliver. Well, and they have said that it might take some time, but it wasn't season-ending, so they will get him back. But mm -hmm. right now, the room is a bit confusing. Yeah, new bodies in and out every week. All right, IDK about the running backs. And I say this because I can't help but go back to last year when Leonard Fournette went down for almost most of the season, there was a huge drop-off in the running back room. Now, Ryquel Armstead has a similar running style to Leonard Fournette. They drafted him at a temple, but he got a concussion on Thursday, and you don't know if he's going to stay healthy. Benning Cunningham was the veteran presence in that room. He was cut. Alfred Blue is also a veteran presence, so that gives me some solidity. But Thomas Rawls is dealing with injuries as well, and I just can't help but go back if Leonard Fournette cannot stay healthy this entire season, can Ryquel Armstead pick up that load and be the solid number two or Alfred Blue? Well, that's why Alfred Blue's here, is to, to quell your fears. Or to My ID case. Yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> but he's not going to be a pro bowler, but that's exactly why he's here. If we don't have Leonard... What are we getting from uh, from the rookie? At the time they signed Alfred Blue, they didn't know who, who the rookie would be. But it's exactly why he's here. I liked what I saw from him on, on Thursday. On the carries he had, he looked exactly like he did in Houston. He looked like a guy who, if there's four yards there, he's going to get you four yards. He's probably not going to turn a five-yard play into a 25-yard play. But if you give him the ball, he's going to get what the play is there. And so um, – as long as he's healthy, I, I could easily see Blue being the guy who, by midseason, everybody's going, "Oh, he's a pretty good player." Yeah, Didn't I always thought he was. Yeah, so I mean, that could be one of those signings. He's a veteran, savvy NFL professional running back. You can't go to his stats against the Jaguars and, and say he beat the Jaguars mm -hmm. or burned the Jaguars, but you can go to a couple of runs, a couple of plays, a, a third and three where he gets 16 yards or catches a swing pass out of the back though that are memorable from his time with the Texans he was against there the needed. Jaguars. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you're getting. I was excited watching Raquel Armstead um, before the concussion. Now, you don't know. Those are very difficult to figure out as well. Um, he's raw, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the third and one. But he's not scared. No. no. He plays hard. No, he does. <laughs> yeah. The third and one where he should have just followed the tight end and gotten the first down. He tried the cutback. When I say he's raw, he, he, he thinks he can do here what he did at Temple. You can't. Yeah. That's coaching, right? They'll get him there. Terry Robisky is a veteran coach. He'll get him there. As long as he doesn't have a lingering concussion problem this year and can stay on the field, I think you've got depth there. I think you've got something you can rely on. Remember, last year before the draft, 
I kept pounding the table. You need a guy that runs like Fournette so that you don't lose your personality. And they didn't have it. Mm-hmm. When Chris Ivory left, that was gone. Yeah, kid runs like Fournette. Now they've got guys that run like Fournette. Good. You need that. Yep. That's the, your personality. The mistake you pointed out is the easiest mistake to correct in the NFL with a running back. And that's purely, like you said, it's a faster game at this level. There are certain cuts you can't make. Uh, it's a trust thing. What no you can't down. teach yeah. is a couple of things we saw with Armstead, where when he sees a hole, right. the legs go high and he's in. He reminded me of a lot of those Denver Broncos running yeah. backs. It was one cut and go downhill right. as quickly as possible. It's a trust factor. The coaches, John Filippo, Terry Rubisky, Doug Marone, have to trust he's going to do what they tell him to do. And then he has to trust that the hole's going to be there. Right. And do it and not try to be Fred Taylor, bounce it out and go 80. Just get the yard. That's all we need. Right. Get the first down. Yep. All right, John. You are my well, the biggest IDK. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with the offensive line. And um, it's not really their fault necessarily, but we've discussed uh, Cam Robinson ad nauseum. I don't know what it's going to be when he gets back. I don't know if he's going to be back by week one. And then if he's not, I don't really know who the guy is behind him. I like the way that Josh Wells played when he's been healthy, but he hasn't been healthy enough. Uh, Cedric Aboye, you know, all of that stuff at left tackle. Here we are again with Andrew Norwell. Uh, I thought last year he didn't really get a fair shake from some people in the, in, during the season because he had lingering stuff all season. Well, now he's got a training camp deal and he's out for two days. So what are we going to get from that? What is that combination of Norwell and Linder when they're healthy? When they signed those guys to the big contracts, you thought, okay, they're going to be dominant in that area. Maybe because of injuries, maybe because of whatever. I've never seen dominance out of that duo. No. And, and I've seen good, but you haven't seen what that – now you move over to the right, uh, to the right guard spot. A.J. Can, is he going to start? Is it going to be Will Richardson? Is it going to be uh, Brandon Thomas? And then you've got uncertainty over at the right tackle because Jawan Taylor's hurt. Yeah, I feel but like, I don't think you have uncertainty there. He, well, but we haven't seen it. Well, no, you've seen it on the practice field. And Doug Marone said last Why week. Why DK? You don't know because you haven't seen it. No, no. <laughs> I saw it on the practice field. And Doug said right. last week in the production meeting for the TV broadcast that those reps he's gonna were be as valuable as – I think he's your best offensive lineman. Yeah. I think Will Richardson's going to be your right guard. Linder concerns me only that he's missed 12 starts the last yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. And he's had trouble with injuries over the course of his career. Norwell, I don't know what to make of. The left tackle situation is obviously there. Now, they've got some answers, mm-hmm. but how long do the Cedric Obwehi, Josh Wells, you know, they've got to kind of sort this out. I'll the say good this news in all this is, is there is hope. It's there, not like... No, right. you've got hope. Right. And if Richardson's taking Can's job, Can can be a swing mm-hmm. to either side, right? Can play center. He's a Tyler Shatley. Um, and you've got another Tyler Shatley. So you've got some options there. Here's the one thing. I'll go back to what I said. Calm. Take a deep breath. There's still a month. Right. A month before you have to play a game. A month. Here's the thing about the offensive line that does give you hope. Um, it's easy to forget because there's been so many storylines around here in the last couple of years. You had this exact feeling about the offensive line in 2017 in preseason. Mm-hmm. Remember in that last preseason game, if memory serves, they played guys into the fourth preseason game trying to find starters. Yes. yes. And, and you thought, oh, no. And they led the league in rushing. Right. Now, I don't think it was a dominant offensive line that year, but it was sure good enough to set a franchise record for fewest sacks and lead the league in rushing. So 
it's not like you can't get from here to there, but they still have to get from here to there. Well, you have two young tackles, a third if you count Richardson, who's going to play guard for you. You've got pieces in place, mm -hmm. and you've got solid backup guys who can play in short bursts, guys like Wells, Shatley. Right. You've got guys. But WDK, we don't know. Time. You have time. We just don't know. You have, time. You have a month. So. <laughs> Nobody needs to make a decision today. No. Let it play out. The, stress, the stress is real. Steady. All right, we come back, we'll wrap up the show with some Ozone Snapshot on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today, 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate. Serving up more. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 it's the Ozone. I always get scared to talk because I'm scared John's going to get upset that I interrupted his song. It's a constant oh. fear I live by. Just remember yourself. <laughs> I'd get over that. Just remember the time. All right, let's start this Ozone with someone who's just trying to win lunch. So much for the whole winning lunch philosophy. Now it looks like we're trying to avoid guys choking on sandwiches. We better hope our starters don't go down because the cupboard looks empty. And that's the story with 31 teams. There's, um, if you're judging any NFL team on, and this isn't accurate, but numbers 31 through the bottom of the roster, and that's not quite what it was. There were better players than that. But... Any team that played that number uh, would have a very similar result. And I'm kind of with you, Brian. Defense held the Ravens to five field goals. Yep. And the one touchdown drive they gave up, I think, had two penalties on it. It, it was um, one with a 35 yarder. Right. Don't fret that that much. If the front line guys on this team, who are the front line guys are, say there's 15, if 13 of those guys, including Foles, and Calais and Jalen make it to the end of the season, then I think this team's going to have a shot and be in 13 of its 16 games. Be in the conversation. And if things go right, win some, I think they're fine on that front. Well, I, I, I think I've already yeah. said I, I fundamentally disagree with, with Jaden from Okinawa's premise that the cupboard is bare. I think there's 
receiver, running back. I mean, you can point out there may be a lack of depth at linebacker, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But there's plenty of talent around there. Right. If you lose your starters, yeah. you, you, no one's you just, winning. No, yeah. you're not winning. One thing to there's remember, no depth in the the last deep team that I remember in the NFL was the 1992 Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. who lost everyone the next year when free agency became the norm. You know, the last quarterback depth I remember was Joe Montana and Steve Young, mm -hmm. right? I mean, maybe Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, right? Okay, but it doesn't happen. Depth doesn't exist in the free agent era. That's the way it was designed players to go to other places. One thing to remember about preseason, too, is if there are two or three guys on the field who aren't going to make the team on a given unit, right. that will get exposed and make everybody look bad. So uh, keep it in perspective. It, it is such a team game that if you're playing with two offensive linemen that you know aren't going to be on the roster and you're trying to evaluate them and they give up sacks and get you beat, then all of a sudden it, it makes everybody look bad, even guys who are there who aren't at that level. I'll give you one more guy. Watching the one-on-one -on -one pass rush drills in Baltimore against the Ravens, Dayton Jones, mm -hmm. former first-round pick. Now he's bounced around the Vikings, the Lions, the Cowboys, the Niners. He's been around a little bit. But he's back with Dom Capers, who drafted him, and knows what he does well. Well, that's depth at big end. Mm -hmm. I mean, because Taven Bryan didn't win the job last year. And you're not asking Dayton Jones to come on and be Calais Campbell. Right. He can't. That's not what he is. Mm -hmm. But he represents depth if he can play 10 snaps, right, like he played against the Ravens. Push the pocket. You don't have to collapse it. Push. Play well for 10 snaps a game. That is depth. And he's a guy, if he's playing with 10 other starters. It's depth. It's fine. Oh, he's on he, his own. He, yeah. He, well, he's a nice addition. That's why I think the defensive line is deeper than it's been around here in a while. I think you've got some. Jadon might disagree. Yeah, that's fair. Zone, was your mailbag freaking out Thursday night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Let's go to Pontevedra Beach. John, my simple analysis of Thursday night's game, the Jags' backup quarterback is currently not on the roster. Please, he cannot be on the roster. Go Jags. Well, there was a lot of angst over Gardner Minshew, and I get it, because the first team or whatever team that was that was playing offensively that night did not look good. Um, I think we covered this as well. Minshew is not a guy who's going to come in and carry 10 guys who are not as good as he is. Uh, I think the question will remain, what can he do if he's playing with the starting unit, if he's playing with a first-team game plan, if he's got his receivers and offensive line that can protect him? I don't think he's going to be a guy who can drop back and – and make the 18-yard out when that's the throw that has to be made. But can he function within a game plan set up better than, say, Cody Kessler did last year? I was just about to bring that name up because we're going to see him on Thursday right. night a so lot for Philadelphia. That's, the, that's what you want is a guy who can carry you for a couple of games and get you through with the tools he has around him. Cody Kessler was the backup quarterback here last year. Oh, I remember. Okay. Oh, yes. Now. The Eagles are playing with him as their backup mm -hmm. because Nate Sudfeld broke his wrist, right? Cody Kessler went to the Eagles to be the third quarterback. That's the story in Philadelphia this morning, that the third guy is going to have to play. So find me a backup quarterback in the league. They had an abundance of riches in Philadelphia last year when they had mm -hmm. Nick Foles, but guess what they couldn't do? Keep him. Right? Because of free agency. You, exactly. Might you be better if you had Chad Henney? Yeah, but he'd cost you five million bucks. Now, if and they had it, Chad Henney, people would be uh, right. It's the backup quarterback. 
if you lose your starter, your chances to be a contender take a precipitous nosedive. Mm -hmm. Yes. However, as I said in quick thought, they must have a plan of how they can be effective right. with him. And if every other starter is healthy and he has to play a couple of games for you, they probably have a plan, an offense, a scheme that will allow them to have a chance. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what your backup quarterback is supposed to be. No more Steve Young, right? You don't have that guy anymore. You got to go and find a guy and develop a guy. Minshew looks like the guy that you hope to develop into a long-term backup. Yep. All right, let's wrap it up with Jim from Jacksonville. I didn't enjoy watching our first preseason game. Neither did I. But I understand the reason for the decision. What should we expect from the next few preseason games? How much will we see our starters? Well, I think that's <laughs> more of the same. I think more of the same for week two. I think the question mark is week three. Do Is the desire that's innate in these coaches to have a dress rehearsal game, which that goes back from the beginning of time in this league practically, uh, to where you do things a certain way week three and play guys. Week four is obviously not going to play anybody. So uh, I, I would think I'm leaning more and more toward, toward week two being very much the same. What I don't know is week three. The Rams last year mm -hmm. did not play a single starter in the preseason. Yeah, they had and played they their went, first. They, they had made the, the playoffs the, the week uh, the year before with much that same offense. Right. So there's a little bit more of a trust. Yeah. That's why I wonder if you no, don't no. do it at least once. I, I'm going bigger picture than just right. that. I'm saying that we we are right now in the in the middle of the fundamental shift of the oh, preseason. Oh no question, no question. We are, it is happening right now. There's the push for the 18-game schedule. I don't know whether that happens or not. But what I do know is, is that two preseason games seems to be imminent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two. One that you'll play your starters and one that you won't. We are in the midst of it. I'll say this. The anxiety that was felt in this building on Saturday about the Jaguars' injury report, and there isn't even an injury report, injury situation, would tell me that we're going to see more of the same. Because yeah. Doug has using his own words, changed his philosophy. Mm -hmm. He's gone hard in the paint with this philosophy, and you can't change that now. No. He is working to get his team ready for the regular season, and I understand that. I, I get it. If I were him, I would be trying to do the mm -hmm. exact same thing. The, the question is, do they need any time? Yeah, and that's why I think week three will be intriguing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Doug has made it known the philosophy is what it's going to be, so he can't go back on his word now. Well, he's, he, his whole offseason was geared towards this philosophy. You mm -hmm. can't now go, well, wait, hold on. Now I'm going to play him. Now I'm going to change it. Yeah. That's not what that's for. It, he'll regret that too. Go with the philosophy that you've got. Mm -hmm. it, it worked for the Rams. You know, you're seeing other teams. And it makes sitting, sense. Other Why teams are sitting, guys. I, you won't see a lot of Eagles either. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, maybe. Who knows? All right. Stay tuned. After practice, quarterback Nick Foles will be speaking to the media. We'll have that live on Jaguars.com. We'll be back Wednesday morning for the next Jaguars Drive Time. See you then.